You bring your phone everywhere. Work, school, the movies. Now you can bring it to an Xfinity store for an easy way to switch to Xfinity Mobile, a new kind of network designed to save you money. You can get up to five lines of talk and text included with Xfinity Internet at no extra cost, so all you pay for is data. It's never been easier to switch to Xfinity Mobile and keep the phone you love. Click here to see how. Sorry, I gotta take this. Restrictions apply. Limited to select mobile phones. Requires activation of a new line of Xfinity Mobile. Up to five devices per account. New Xfinity Internet customers limited to up to two lines pending activation of Internet service. Welcome to another So Many Shows podcast for The Blacklist. I am Jay from So Many Shows, somanyshows.com. I'll be joined here shortly by my boy Pete, and we are going to be discussing episode number 513 of The Blacklist, The Invisible Hand. Um, another week, another interesting episode. Uh, we actually had a lot go on with this episode, um, and if you haven't listened to us before, um, we don't uh, we don't really recap everything. We don't go over everything. We have a couple segments that we talk about, you know, rating the episode and biggest impact and that kind of thing. So we're going to get into that, um, and then maybe talk about some very uh, specific parts of the episode that maybe stuck out to us or things that we need to discuss. Um, Overall, um, pretty good episode. I think uh, I think we definitely got thrown a little curveball there at the end, um, which we'll probably get into. Um, sad to say that um, the darn uh, episode, we're not going to get another one until uh, February 28th, in case you missed that at the end of the episode they did announce because of the Olympics that February 28th, so we've got to wait three weeks for another episode. Pete, what's going on, brother? How are you? What's going on, Jay? Another day, another blacklist, you know? Yeah, I do know. (laughs) So, um, let's kind of get right into it. Let's start by rating the episode. Um, We rate them by Tom Keen Stab Wounds. Um, in memory of the illustrious Tom Keene, who we actually, I mean, we sort of saw him. We saw a picture of his driver's license. I guess that counts. Um, Where um, no stab wounds means it's not a good episode, and 10 means it's a fantastic episode. Pete, what do you rate the episode, brother? What do you think? Well, I had to bounce back to reality from last week, which I gave it a 7.9 last week. But this (laughs) week went back to three Tom Keene stab wounds. To how many? Three. Three? Why three? I was not a fan of this episode by any means. And it's so weird because I was such a fan of the last episode. Yeah, because, you know, last week, I think I think I gave it a two or something. I was not I was not pleased with last week's episode where this week, actually, I'm, you know, I was kind of in the middle for most of the episode, um, kind of through the end. Um where uh, it's, I was actually kind of mad at the episode because about halfway through, man, it's a little more than halfway through, um, I was kind of suspicious of that cop 
uh, the way he showed up uh, to drop off the stuff. And I was seeing about halfway through, like, I wonder if he's got something to do with this. And then, of course, we found out that maybe a police um, officer of some type is involved. And then, of course, at the end, we find out, well, we find out a lot. So um, I would like to give it a seven or eight because I thought it was a pretty strong episode. It gave us a number of things to watch and go over. Um, but it ruined the fact that I thought I was awesome in figuring out the cop and it actually went ahead and told everyone it was a cop. So I'm going to downgrade it to a 6.5. That sounds fair, right? I'm not being too critical because they stole my thunder. It sounds like we're right back on track. All is right in the world again in the world of blacklist because I'm giving it a low rating. You're giving it like a little bit above half, you know? (laughs) Right. Right. So... That being said, let's let's discuss now who our biggest impact player of the episode was. If you haven't listened to us before, impact player really means somebody in the show that, again, didn't have to be the biggest scene or the most explosive scene, but someone that made the biggest impact for us in the episode. Who do you have? Well, I'm the perfect example of what the definition of an impact um, player of the episode was from my from my version because I'm gonna go with Orlando, Orlando. Oh, okay. I, Why? Yeah, because this is my thing. First of all, he was able to outmaneuver an FBI profiler who's investigating this and has her her best wit forward. Like she's sharper than she's ever been investigating this case, and he was able to fool her into thinking that he doesn't really have. You know anything to do, and even if she wasn't fooled, they didn't, they didn't show us that she wasn't fooled. They showed us that she was fooled. On top of that, you know how hard that is to do to an FBI profiler who's also your granddaughter. Yeah, uh, man, I I can't I I can't even imagine, and uh, it was pulled off rather well. Um, so I kind of I kind of understand your pick there. I I did consider him too, just because. I mean, you're right. Uh, what a kind of shock to his system and how he handled it and how he kind of played everything off. And, of course, let Reddington know, hey, um, something's going on here. So that's kind of cool. Also, yeah. also, it told me that this secret is not just so big to Red. This secret's also bigger to uh, maybe a family name or what really happened to the mother. I, I don't know. This seemed like... It's getting a little really like we always thought it was just like there's going to be a big thing unfolding about it, but this just made me think like, all right, this is going to be big. Like, and I'm starting to second guess my theories. Oh, now that's interesting because you're not you're not really a second guesser. No, you're a you're a this is the way it is, and you kind of stick with it right or wrong. So that's that's interesting. Hmm. Dang, now you're going to have to make me go back and think about some things. Because if you're rethinking some things, then that means I probably should be rethinking some things. Um, you know, for me, um, my impact player from the get-go was the cop. I can't, I can't think of his name. Um, you know, the guy that dropped off the Tom Keene's effects and uh, pretty much told Liz, I'm coming for you. Um, I gave it to him early on just because I don't know that she really appeared shaken, but I think she is shaken and I think she needs to be shaken, which, uh, I'm hoping 
in the long run will make her stronger in all this because I feel like uh, Keen is a tough chick, but she's letting the emotions drive her. And I think that she needs to let the emotions kind of take a back seat and uh, use a clear head if she's going to be successful in what she's trying to do. Um, so I give it to him because he's definitely, um, especially now finding out at the end that he's uh, in with the Ian Garvey team and something's going on here that um, all in all, he he created an impact on me now that, well, this is uh, going to be kind of enemy number one uh, for the task force at some point. So I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. I guess we'll see what happens. I'm not sure that I'm down with this whole uh, their uh, law enforcement kind of thing. I, I don't know, maybe because I didn't really expect that in the beginning, um, or if it's maybe kind of cliche that, you know, now it's the good cops versus the bad cop. But it is what it is, and hopefully it, it works out. Um, it works out for Keenan team at the end. So, from biggest impact player to what was your biggest takeaway from the episode? What, what got you like, Hmm. All right. I'm going to run with that. What you got? Um, well, a lot of little things turned like, as you know, like you said, I like to have everything just guessed the way it's supposed to be and figure it out, put in logical, you know, theories and steps together right. to create a staircase. So, um, I, I don't know, man. I've been saying that red is the body in the suitcase, the real red. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it just seems like even if it is, the reason why is going to be is going to trump everything. However, all I did see today, and I, this is the bad part before I get to the real good part, is that I believe and what I'm seeing is that they're changing, not changing necessarily, but this is their storyline the whole time. And for me, I'm sitting here like, all right, I'm going to keep watching because now I want to see – you know, my original guess was right and how they unfold everything. But when you start to get into a crazy storyline that's unrealistic, it starts to really kill some of the buzz. And I think that it might sure. be going in that direction. Like I said, it, it's, I felt like this is going to be bigger than we think. And it could. I think that we might end up being very disappointed and the suitcase might be a non-issue when we find out what, the real deal is deep down inside the whole storyline of the blacklist. Also, I wasn't a fan of like when the when the um when the drug dealers were doing the shootout, how like mm-hmm. when it was time for them to leave because Anthony got shot, they just were able to go out the back door. Like they don't need to be involved <laughs> now. Why didn't they just walk out the back door to begin with? <laughs> right, right. You know, yeah, that so, was like um, I said. I, yeah, go ahead. yeah, that was. Uh, I I kind of with you. I feel like we could have. Uh, not had that whole um, drug cartel shootout. And I don't know. I felt like that was extra that didn't need to be there. So, I, you know, I, you know, but you're right. I don't know why you stick around for a gunfight you don't need to be part of. I, I wouldn't. I mean, now, you know. I do think we learned why because he ended up talking to that guy later and they found out that, what was it called, the Nash Group? Yeah. And he was talking yeah. about that, and then they were saying how that group gets all their stuff and poured it in using, you know, cops, protecting them. So right, obviously, the police, right. this is all going to intertwine into Red and our team versus, like you said, good cops versus bad cops, or whatever you want to call it these days. But it'll be our team versus <laughs> right. their team, and this is what it's building up to. And it's all coming down because of the suitcase and Tom Keen. 
So, yeah, my biggest takeaway is that this is going to be bigger than we think. It's not going to be like just a red in the suitcase, oh, my God, he deceived Liz. It's going to be more like maybe even a global scale. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be about, right. especially when you have Russian operatives involved in this cover-up and dirty cops and, you know, it just it's going to become a big um, logistical mess. And I, mm. I, I do, I will watch it and I will enjoy it for what it is, but I, I took away that we might be, a little disappointed, or it right. might be the greatest storyline ever. So let's be optimistic right. about it. You, you know, and I think you're right because the, the whole suitcase storyline really does worry me. And there's been so much hype that they have to nail it. If they don't nail it, they're going to have a lot of unhappy fans out there. And so I'm, I'm hopeful too. Um, I mean, time will tell. Um, and kind of my uh, biggest moment or thing that's got me thinking about this episode kind of has to do with the suitcase in a way um but it it more has to do with um with uh keen asking about her mother and is it possible that she's still alive now we haven't really put much thought into the mother in god weeks and weeks and weeks the only thought we really put into the mother at all was is she the one that's in the suitcase that's kind of obvious probably too obvious that it shouldn't be the mother but now we have keen saying hey is she possibly alive is there more to this story so for me not that i'm like ooh, there's the possibility of she's alive but is this brought up in the storyline to get people to question uh, the mother's existence is it there to question her being in the suitcase or someone else being in the suitcase because the mom is still alive what for me it really brings out the question what was the point of that where are we going to go with that question or was it just a question that the writers put in there to get us asking those questions to kind of forget about the suitcase for a little bit. And it really means nothing. So for me, leaves a lot of questions open. I'm not sure which way to take it just yet. Uh, I'm really, you know, and of course I'm just now reacting to everything. So I haven't even really had time to digest it and come up with a theory, but I do wonder was that just to kind of throw us off? Was that to throw us a little nugget? Was that to get us to think a little bit farther and deeper into the whole suitcase? Mom, who is mom? Who's dad? Who's the real dad? Is Raymond Reddington really Raymond Reddington? I, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? I have a lot of thoughts on that, but I'll keep it very simple. My first <laughs> thought is this. <laughs> I do believe that there's a possibility that the mother's in the suitcase, which would be a big disappointment because, like you said, that's the most obvious scenario and, you know, I don't want to be invested in two seasons for a suitcase and have Tom Keen die just to find out that the mother is in there. <laughs> right. Now, my other right. thing was like, okay, maybe the mother's alive and maybe the mother's in hiding. And maybe, you know, there's a reason why you got to think, okay, so if that's the case, then, you know, you would think, okay, first thing is Red and the mother were, were in on this kill together and they needed to cover the identity. But why wouldn't Red want the suitcase unless the mother can't be unveiled? So maybe she's got something on Red. Oh, well, and that could very well be possible. Uh, you know, you know, it, the one, it just seems like something's yeah. not right here. Like there's, there's an equation. Obviously, we're not we're missing it. But our, what happens is when people come up with theories, 
they get very smart. And a lot of times the Twitter world and our fans are <laughs> are ahead of our writers as far as, you know, right thinking. And they think like yeah. these awesome scenarios and come up with these theories that are so great. And then the real story comes and you're like, wow, any one of these theories would have been awesome compared to what happened here. But <laughs> right. it's, it's true. Realistically, right. she's in the suitcase and there's a reason why and Red's the reason why and it can't come out because, you know, or like you said, maybe Red's not the father and maybe if she finds out that her daughter's alive and they find out they're alive with each other, she'll tell her Red's not the father and that Red killed the father and, you know, who knows? Like, right. Yeah, I guess we'll uh, only one one way to find out. And, you know, kind of talking about that, too, um, you know, because we're so many shows and we cover so many shows and we're watching so many shows and we're paying attention to so many things uh, within the TV industry, it's actually a little harder for us, even though we're the ones on the air, we're the ones writing the article and we're the ones putting all this stuff out there. It's hard to spend the extra time on some of these shows that some uh, some of the good fans out there do for their respective shows. And you're right. They come up with a lot of theories and ideas and stuff that could definitely be plausible or things that we missed. And so one of the things that I'm considering doing since we are not going to have another episode until the 28th of February is perhaps next week or the week after Pete and I will get together and do another podcast. And we would invite you to either a join us, come on the air with us, um, we can um, chat with us about some of these theories, or if you'd like to submit some of your theories to us for us to discuss and go over and kind of contemplate and uh, kind of like in an extra edition podcast, we'd love to do that too. So you can um, reach out to us via so many shows.com or Facebook or Twitter. Um, Cause um, that could be interesting while we have some downtime to put together a big theory, uh, a fan theory podcast on stuff that's going on with the show. So if you're interested, let us know. So many shows.com. Also, um, switch, make sure you yeah. tell them that when you guess a theory or guess something and call something right on our podcast, we will give you credit a lot of it. Oh, and absolutely. I will make sure that the world knows absolutely. that it was your theory. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. We don't, we don't like to steal credit. Uh, even though we love when we're right. Uh, but yeah, if you got something you turn out right, we'll definitely let the world know that you were the one that came out with that theory because you deserve that credit. Let's um, switch theory or switch gears a little bit and um, talk about a couple things in the show just to get your thoughts on it um, before we wrap up. Uh, so a couple, a couple parts that really stick out to me. What do you think about Elizabeth Keene, coming back, being part of the team, ultimately really just to get her badge back to maybe get her a little access, to get her a little help, to get her a little assistance with her own, I mean, really personal vengeance. And now Harold Cooper accepting that and letting that happen. How do you feel about that? Well, I think you undersold it a little bit by calling everything little. I think she needs a lot of help and a lot of assistance, and she needs a <laughs> lot of guns and a lot of people. I think she she's realizing that the bear is the beast is bigger than she thought originally, and now that there's people on the inside, it doesn't help her cause very much because these people have access to a lot of things and can do a lot of things, and she knows firsthand what they can do. I think that um, she came in to use them. I think she's using them at this point. I think she's over being like, I'm your friend. She's not friends with anybody. She's in it for Elizabeth Keene, and at least until she finds the killers right now, she's in it for Elizabeth and Tom Keene. I believe it's 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 crazy. You're right, because she's using them. And I was even shocked, 
and I had to bring this up before we wrap up, that <laughs> when they told her, don't go into this place and tell this guy you're an FBI agent, and the first thing she did was like, FBI agent, I have some questions. And I thought she would have tried to play the game you know, differently, like, hey, you know, I'm Tom's wife, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, she... But uh, she's using people. I, well, she is, and she doesn't... She's not real good at following advice, I don't think. <laughs> no, not at all. And that's okay. I'm a... I wish Harold Cooper had kind of turned her down and said, no, I get that you need us and we are absolutely here for you 100%. But if you're coming back, you need to come back. You need to be fully vested and uh, don't use us for your own personal vendetta. Um, I guess, you know, because there is that partnership and that camaraderie that they are going to be there for one another. But I don't know. I wish he had said no. Well, the writers have to get, the team together somehow because Elizabeth working on the outside is telling like three different stories now with Liz, Red, and the team. So oh no, I'm no, I'm good. I, I'm good with that. No, it makes perfect sense, and I'm not. I'm not like against it, or I don't think it's stupid. I may. I think maybe I just wish you pushed back a little bit. All right, I think so. I do. I think it's stupid. I think Harold Cooper should have been like, no, we're already all about to lose our badges. How about we don't (laughs) do this and we do this the right Right. way and we do an internal investigation and we go through the proper channels and we don't piss off people that are big over our heads. Right. Yeah, you're not kidding. All right. Uh, What about uh, at the end we meet the toy maker who uh, obviously a, I don't want to say dweeby, but kind of a dorky little guy who... Uh, according to himself, he's a lover, not a fighter. He just puts the equipment together. But we learn from him that he quite possibly has put together the single greatest um, surveillance slash counterintelligence slash no everything that's going on kind of equipment for our bad guys. Now, that's a pretty big revelation and one that should scare obviously Keen and Reddington and should scare the the viewers, frankly. My question though is what in the heck are they using it for? And if they're, I mean, their end game seems to be Reddington and perhaps his empire or maybe his legend. I don't know, but if they have all this and it's so powerful and it's so big and so good, what are they using it for? And if they're using it against Reddington and or the team of FBI agents, why are they just sitting back letting things happen? Well, I'm going to ask you a question before I answer your question. And I want to know from you is yeah. how did they walk away after finding out that this guy has the greatest surveillance and counter surveillance technology, but have no clue <laughs> how it works or what it does exactly or anything. Right. I, I don't know, man. I, you know, I, to be honest, I think the way it went down is because that's our hook going into waiting three weeks for the next episode, which I'm down with. I mean, you got to give me a hook. You got to make me want to suffer through three weeks before we get to the next episode. But um, you're right. Uh, again, huge revelation. How do you just be like, oh, all right, that's cool. Peace, brother. I, you know, I don't know. So what one are you using Yeah. One more question. Did we ever find out about the eye, what exactly the eye was being used for, or just that he made it? No, he didn't really get into that. Um, just that it was a request, and then he kind of, 
um, he kind of avoided answering it by switching gears himself and saying, if you think you need to know about this, you should know about this instead, because this eyeball is nothing compared to what's going on. So he really actually avoided the question, which was probably smart on his end, uh, not so smart on their end that they didn't follow up and say, all right, well, we'll get to that big thing in a second, but tell me about the eye first. So I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. A lot of technology going on into whatever this endeavor is. Well, first thing I would have did is I would have kidnapped this guy, kept him for myself, <laughs> and found out what he built and how he built it. And then I probably would have turned them over to the FBI and have them have him teach them what he built because if it's the greatest single thing ever, then our, you know, our people would need to have it, and it would be a good score. So that guy would get put in cuffs. In, re- in reality, you know it, and I know it, that this guy would be kidnapped one way or the other, rather from the criminals or from the FBI at this point if this right. was real life. Second well, I, thing, I, I agree, I, but I think Reddington should snatch him up, and Reddington should be like, I want what you built them, but better. And you've got you know, two days to do it in, or I'm going to shoot you. I agree. I would have put this guy caved easily. This guy would have built anything you wanted. He doesn't want trouble. Right. Reddington should have right. put him on his payroll and put him out in a cave somewhere and just gave him everything he ever wanted to build all this crazy stuff if this guy's so right. good. Keep him out of harm's right. way. All right. But, I mean, from what I saw, this whole thing is starting to wrap itself around t- together. And um, like you said, because we have to wait three weeks, this is probably the episode where they gave us a little more nuggets to right. sit here and theorize about. And I do believe that it has to do with um, drugs and shipments and possibly, you know, shipments of drugs coming from another country and how you're able to use surveillance and intelligence and counterintelligence and counter-surveillance to outmaneuver them, rather you're bringing them via plane, ships, whatever way you're um, embezzling, important, whatever you want to call it, whatever way you're bringing it in and wherever you're bringing right. it to and the way you get everything processed, I believe it's probably an international thing, maybe even global, and... You know, this is this is what the surveillance technology is needed for. But they also use it to track the people of interest for themselves, you know? Right. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's going to be interesting to see um, without a doubt. So, uh, I don't know, three weeks, man, that sucks. But it is what it is. The Olympics are going to get in the way of a couple of things that we're watching or doing. And that's okay because I don't mind a little speed skating or ski jumps or something cool. Um I love the Olympics. So I just want to say that. Listen, I'm sad my shows are all leaving, but my podcasts are still going to be streaming because there's plenty of things to talk about in between. And now I get to watch the Olympics, which you don't get to watch all the time. So it's like I'll take six weeks or whatever it is all together and, and enjoy the Olympics. You know, let's go USA. That's right. USA. USA. All right. So let's get ready to wrap this up again. Um, uh, overall, I thought a good episode. You're back down in the dumps on the episode, but, you know, that's kind of the way the cookie crumbles. Um, obviously, a lot happened in this episode, things that we found out, things we know now that are coming. Um, and, again, um, I'd like to do another podcast kind of during the break to discuss some of these theories or fan theories that you have out there. Um, if you're listening, one of the Facebook groups that I, I kind of enjoy reading a lot of theories about, it's called the Blacklist Black Site. Uh, you can search for that there on uh, Facebook. There's, I don't know, about 2,500 members in there. So it's not too big and it's not too small. It has um, actually uh, quite a few people that put a lot of thought into uh, the show and the episodes and where it's going and where it's been. Um, 
that uh, you should definitely check that out if you're interested in that kind of stuff, because, uh, you know, it is fun to try to figure these things out ahead of time or at least speculate and see what maybe comes about. So if you're interested in taking part in that or, again, you have some theories you'd like to share that maybe we could discuss over the podcast, please reach out to us, somebodyshows.com. Um, we are um, facebook.com slash so many shows or Twitter at so underscore many underscore shows. Give us a like, give us a follow, shoot us a message, let us know what you think. Um, and uh, I think that's about it. Did, is there anything else that you wanted to bring up about this episode before we move on? I miss Tom Keen. Oh, dear Lord. Look, man, you saw him on the driver's license. That's that's good. You know, and my heart that's melted. something. That's my buddy, man. I miss my buddy. I, it's not the same watching on Wednesdays, man. I don't know. My ratings were a lot when Tom King was alive. I know. But, hey, you'll always have him in your heart. Just like Elizabeth does, you will always have him in your heart. Until Reddington takes you out, too. Which, if you keep it up, he might just do that. <laughs> All right, so Catherine. that's it for this edition of our podcast. So many shows for the Blacklist. Um, Pete, as always, man, it's been fun. Um, we'll get together next week or the week after to maybe go over some theory stuff. Uh, and in the meantime, enjoy those Olympics, everybody. We're out of here. We'll see you next time. Shout out to Tom Keen. Good night. Later. Okay, kids. We got T-Mobile's unlimited family plan with Netflix included, so... Our New Year's resolution is to not spoil your shows since we can watch our own shows on our phones, tablets, or TV. Good. Get four lines for just 40 bucks each per month with AutoPay, taxes and fees included, and a Netflix subscription on us so you can watch your favorite movies and shows only with T-Mobile. Video streams at 480p. A small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds. Netflix for two screens included. Terms apply. Price includes sales tax.